Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we round out the series of interviews that were conducted at the Sitecore Users Group Conference in Berlin. In this episode, we talk with Rob Habrican about GDPR. This episode will come out on May 23rd, and May 25th, GDPR compliance will be mandated. So we talk a little bit about what exactly a technologist should keep in mind with regards to GDPR, as well as what facilities exist within Sitecore for uh, helping with that compliance. And with that, enjoy this conversation with Rob Habrican. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to have you on the show. Um, you presented at SugCon uh, looking at what would admittedly on the surface kind of seems like a dry topic of, 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 of really kind of uh, European regulation. But I think it's as, as technologists and we're, we, we kind of have a duty to understand, um, kind of understand what it is. And then specifically talking about GDPR um, for, for those people that might not be aware, what, what exactly is GDPR? Um, GDPR is a set of regulations that help your customer to understand what you do with their data and how they can possibly influence that. Um, yeah, so it's it's um, it's enhancing the transparency of personal data. Okay, so I think expanding on that a little bit, it's as as just about any website, we you're going to collect information from the user. They're filling out forms or. Uh, and giving the user kind of more transparency into what you're using that data for. Uh, I think a, a classic example that's in the news all the time now is Facebook. And there's, you know, specifically in the, in the U.S. and how the information that Facebook got collected, got shared out. And I think none of us want to be on the other end of, uh, of in front of the U.S. Congress having to an- answer questions. But I think it's, it's as technologists, we need to be aware of what the regulations are as so how we can best enable compliance with them. Absolutely, yes. And um, as an agency, you might not be the responsible controller of the data, uh-huh. but you are responsible for being... Uh, a good informed processor and helping your customer informing them what you do with the data and, and what they should uh, take into account. And you, you cannot give legal advice, um, but you should be at least aware of what you do with the data and, and what the regulations um, mean for you. Yeah, and that's probably a good, a good point to mention that neither you or I are, 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 are lawyers or are jurists, and definitely if you're if you're you're helping a customer navigate this, you know, definitely work with their their general counsel. Um, you know, they're going to probably have the best say uh, to to make sure that you're in compliance. But it, again, there's still a responsibility to be uh, aware of what what's available and and kind of what you need to enable from the technology standpoint. Yes, there is, and um, and Sidecore um, actually helps you quite uh, quite well with this. And there's a set of functionality included in Sidecore Nine, um, which helps you storing consent uh, on different levels. So you need consent for storing personal uh, information, uh, but you also need consent on a um, market level. And what that means is that you have the do not market 
a facet in Sitecore that stores, if people don't want to be, if they don't want their data to be automatically processed and uh, in segmentations uh-huh. to uh, uh, to personalize data on. Um, and, and luckily, the latter one is opt out, but the first one, the consent is opt in, and you really need to, to ask your visitors for an affirmative action to give this consent. Right. Yeah. So that, that within Sitecore, I think from a technology standpoint, that basically allows the user to opt out of any personalization rules that may be on your on your renderings on the page. So therefore, you know, you're they're they're opting out of that, uh, and basically none of the personalization rules will run, and they'll just get the default content. Yes, that's that's basically what happens, and um, so first of all, you can track data if it's not personal identifiable but as soon as it is you need to consent for that uh-huh. yeah and um if you if you are going to use marketing features that make automated decisions based upon the data uh, that you get f- out of this or connected to this personal uh, information you should offer the ability to opt out and that's what sidecore offers out of the box of course you should implement this but it's there already yeah and I guess the the reason it interests me is I mean this this regulation applies to basically the it's the European Economic Zone is basically any country participating in that and I have several customers that you know while they're U.S. based they do a fair amount of business in Europe and and this this applies to anyone yeah. uh, kind of targeting you know marketing efforts in that zone so it's it's i think something to be aware of um and that was specifically kind of why i attended your session is is to be able to talk about it but indeed it's not only if you are located as a company uh, within the european union it's also when you uh, when you communicate or connect with people that live in the economic area of the uh of the eu and so even if you're um a U.S.-based company, and you have customers within the EU. You should be um, be be careful, and you should absolutely be sure that you are compliant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you had, you had touched on uh, kind of one of the one of the features that Sycor gives you to to kind of help enable this is the do not market uh, facet. So now there there you know personalization rules on on renderings aren't going to apply in, in those cases. What are what are some of the other you know because there's I, I you know you had mentioned in your talk uh, you know you, a lot of it is giving transparency to the, the the end user of this is the data that we're collecting this is what we're using it for and then but I, I know there's a big aspect to it of the the right to be forgotten. Uh, yeah, so. there is. And, and there's actually a feature within XConnect. Uh, it's, a, it's a method you can call uh, that, that also is named uh, execute right to be forgotten. And when you do this, um, you what, what it does, it doesn't throw away the data uh, for analytical purposes, but it wipes out all the personal, uh, personal identifiable and sensitive information. Mm-hmm. And you, you can extend that by using the PII sensitive attribute. Uh, so if you have any custom facets added to XDB, um, they will also be cleaned or reset to the default value. Yeah, yeah. and so so PII or personally identifiable information is. I think some of it is obvious, like like first name and last name and and birth date and all that. But it it, it extends to other information. I think you would you would mention in your talk uh, something in terms of like um, uh, IP address is is definitely. Uh, you know that's personally identifiable information. You could yeah. potentially track that down to somebody's location. 
So it, it, it's definitely important to kind of be aware of, of the information you're storing. Yes, and, and, and uh, on itself, you have a lot of attributes that are PII, but uh, when you are combining two or more attributes, it almost definitely becomes personal identifiable. Uh-huh. Uh, for example, a street address on itself, if, if you only have the, the name of the street, you can't relate that to a single individual. But when you combine it with a name or with a house number or with any other data, yeah. like maybe an IP address or whatever, it becomes PII as well. So then you have to be you have to take the precautions to not only not only protect that data but then give give users the visibility that you are collecting that data. Yes, and and there's something I find particularly uh, challenging in that because um, if you have if you've constant, consciously created an account for a certain service on the internet, uh, you obviously know that there's an account of you. Um, when you do marketing tracking and you just gather information of someone's behavior and connect that to a profile, um, you can ask for consent. So that's the first thing the regulations tell you to do, and that's a good thing. But in the second step, you also need to uh, be able to to see what the data is being stored. Mm -hmm. And you also should be able to edit and update this information but for a whole lot of use cases, it may not be that apparent um, who the user is in terms of you might not be able to author, um, uh, authenticate this person. And that's what I find challenging because um, it may be another security breach if you, just, if you would just, based on a cookie, let someone edit their current session uh-huh. without logging in. I think it's a security breach on itself. No, no. So, yeah, that's that's what we're puzzling on how to interpret GDPR on this point and how to advise our customers. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, if, if you're not authenticated, but now you want to look at what data is stored, like how do we know that it's kind of a, a chicken and egg situation of, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So a, a little bit, I guess I, I'd like to get to know kind of how long have you been working on the Sitecore platform? It's, um, it's um, in, in this April, it's been 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So quite a while, quite a it's while. It's quite a while. And I've seen, I've seen all the versions from 5.3 or maybe 5.2 and up. Yeah. 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 And it definitely, you know, you didn't have this kind of marketing collection issue until probably the later, later six versions with, with OMS and DMS coming later. And even then it was less of, it was more kind of analytic data than, than actual, you know, it is personal it's, tracking. It's also getting more and more fun to work with, uh, both in terms of what it can do, functionality-wise, but also uh, the technology is improving immensely. Because if you if you compare what we tried to do with OMS and what we now can do with XConnect, that's a total different world. Yeah. And um, and 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 it, I think it's 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 a great addition to the landscape, but it also brings. Um, brings more responsibilities with the the possibilities you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely, I think it, it, if you look at kind of the the information that you do collect in it, you know, it, it's it's there's a, there is a definite application of GDPR, and it's it's nice that Sitecore has kind of recognized that and given the ability to make certain things. Before it was like there was no right to be forgotten, or there was no there was no there's no 
API to go in and say, no, just delete all this information because they don't want to be there anymore. It was kind of stuff, stuff went into XDB and it never came out. So it was, uh, it's, it's good to see Sitecore taking this seriously. Absolutely, it is. And to, to, to be sure to be complete in my story, you, it's not that you have to or you are um, required to automate all these processes to be compliant. So if you offer your customers a, a way to see their data, it might be via a written uh, message and you respond to them by phone or example, just telling them, you, you might also be compliant. Okay. So uh, you do not have to automate. But if you're looking at scale and you want to service your customers well, I think it's a very good idea to uh, at least offer the capabilities of editing this data um, automatically. Yeah, and that, that reminds me of some other stuff you had brought up in your talk, too, that wasn't necessarily related to technology. But, but uh, as you're looking to... You know, make sure that you're on board with the regulation of is make sure your your privacy policies are up to date and 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 well crafted and that's definitely again where you'd want to talk with legal counsel to to have that done and and uh, and then I, I think there was another interesting part was the having a, a, a framework in place in case of a data breach and, and how to handle that it's, it's it's very interesting that that's actually also part of the regulation yeah the regulations state that you have to have a data breach protocol. Um, so that when you leak data, you um, you can adequately respond respond to to the data breach. Yep. And um, the emphasis lies more on having this process in place uh, than on security itself, which of course should be uh, of a high level when you work with personal data. Well, great, Rob. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk with us. If, if people want to find out more information about you and your work, where, where, where can they find you online? Um, well, I have a website, a blog, where I post uh, some blog posts on Sitecore and technology uh, now and then, and it's uh, uh, www.robhabraken.nl. Okay, and we'll have links to that in the show notes. Yeah, sure. well, <laughs> that's a good idea. And uh, you can also, well, I, I'm pretty sure that, that you can follow me on my Twitter okay. and, and all other channels and I'm I try to be uh, in the Slack channel yeah I was going to say you're definitely active in the yeah. in the Slack channel so that's uh, definitely if you if you want to find Rob and kind of kind of pick his brain once in a while definitely reach out to him so thanks thanks again for being on the show Rob thank you and we'll thank talk you, to the rest of you uh, next time okay thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler to see show notes from this and past episodes please visit coresampler.fm. There you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.